I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Wednesday. Number eight, Portland, outright win over the Lakers. Entering the series, Blazers were plus 360. Now, the payoff is cut in half, plus 180 if they win the series. Fez was on them, and he still thinks there's value on the Blazers. Orlando pulls some magic, 14-point underdogs. They were 9-1 to to win that game outright. Now, the series price was 20 to 1 before. It's only 16 to 1. What the hell is going on? No upgrade, hardly at all, for Orlando. Maybe some value. Rockets without Westbrook win as underdogs. Game two has Houston as the favor. This line is making a huge statement about this Rockets team. Here comes a full hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm R.J. live in Las Vegas on a Wednesday, live on 225 FSR stations across this great country. Steve Fezzik in studio. Oh, he's like the cat that ate the canary. Now, it's not over yet, but when you are forced to pick, and those that missed it, hmm, shouldn't miss any shows. If you want to make money, at least. Sports batters, listen for the money. Sports fans to know more than their buddies. Faz, I don't know how to handle this. I don't want to see your... I mean, I'm a little bit worried. Guess who shows up for no reason at all to get his grandstanding and hot-dogging in? You, man. Also, you better bring the content, right? Because if you're just going to be hot-dogging, do you got anything to say? And, and just to be clear, he was forced. He's 12-0. and 0. Is that right, 12-0? and 0? Yes. And you're contemplating a best bet that actually would settle tonight. Oof. But then I started hearing you back away. We'll see. But... Oh, the line moved to half point. Oh, yeah. There was going to be something, I think. He was forced, though, Jonas, to make a pick on a series on an underdog. And this dude goes with a number eight, comes in with a 1-0 lead. The series price got cut in half. You got plus 360. Now it's plus 180. Do you got to say anything? What are you going to say? One word to say. One word. Dame time. Wait a minute. <laughs> it's two words. Hyphenated. Oh, Oh, he's on it today, Jonas. I mean, I'm just going <laughs> to yeah, give it to him. Yes, he is. And uh, I would assume that is the Vegas lead here, RJ, uh, with the Portland Trailblazers, the upset, the eight seed out west in the bubble in Orlando, a 193 win over the top-seeded L.A. Lakers. Portland now with a one nothing series lead. Let's go roundtable. And as we said, setting up the series price, literally the odds – the payoff is cut in half, plus 360 to plus 180. That means a huge effect. Let's compare that to what we talked about with the Magic. They were 20 to 1 in the series, and now they're only 16 to 1. 
It's like a pebble in the ocean. They're saying, yeah, you improved your odds, but you, they were so bad to start with, it hardly moved the needle. Now, we'll get into, is that true or not? Fez, do you feel like this significant upgrade for Portland was warranted? Is it in line with what you think it should be? And what did you see in the game? I think the adjustment is large, but I still, frankly, like Portland to win the series. So if you had a forced bet, Blazers have value, plus one. What would you think the line should be? I think the Blazers should be about plus 160. So we're down to a little bit of value. What did you see in the game? I saw a Laker team that hasn't been able to shoot threes in the bubble. They're shooting less than 30%, and that problem continued last night. Five for 32. That's not good, RJ, especially what is Portland's Achilles heel? Their defense doesn't defend well from three. You screaming dame time, maybe? <laughs> I mean, that, that would unsettle me. But, okay, go ahead. So, Lakers can't make their open threes, and all of a sudden they have to go into the paint, and Portland's good at defending in the paint. White side, five blocks. Lakers yeah. struggled to get their points in the paint. Bill Simmons was talking about this is – and, you know, I'm not an NBA originator. I've got, you know, I'd say NBA is probably my second favorite sport at this point. The defense for Blazers, if you just looked at it on paper, you wouldn't think, oh, they're really good inside. They're really good. But it seems that the players they have do a competent job defending the Lakers' bigs. And I'm not sure, you know, LeBron, however you want to describe him, but otherwise, what do they got? So to me, the big question, or one of the big ones, and Jonas, Feds, whoever wants to answer it, I don't know the answer. Do the Lakers, it's, it's not do they have a third score that they can just rely on, Chris Bosh style, is do they have enough talent after Anthony Davis and LeBron to have a third guy step up on most nights, right? Four out of seven for four series. Because that's all you need. You don't need it to be the same guy. It can be anyone. I just don't know who. Kuzma's got to be the guy. I mean, I, that just went against exactly what I said. Kuzma is the guy you'd say has more pedigree or at least more upside. Danny Green's a guy. Now, you could say, well, Danny Green didn't do so well. Well, they paid him. What did they pay him? $10 million? I mean, it was real money. And a lot of people, you know, there's young players on the Lakers. I'm having a minute. Well, Alex. What's Caruso? Caruso. A lot of of the analytics guys love Caruso. Yeah. What do you think? uh, Two questions to you, Jonas. One, what do you say on the third person? And two, what overall did you see in the game? Uh, Third person you would think would have to be Kyle Kuzma, but he's just not consistent enough. And I I don't know that LeBron— If it's not Kuzma, who is it? I don't know. I don't know that there is anybody. I think it's—you better hope that Anthony Davis has a monster game and LeBron LeBron James continues to play really, really well and hope that their defense is good enough that they can get stops. Um, My overall look at the game from the Lakers' perspective— it just feels like they've got to work so hard offensively to whereas Portland can just make shots. They've got, you know, Carmelo came up and hit some big shots. We talked about Nurkic on the show all week. Dame, of course, C.J. McCollum. <laughs> it just feels like there's more opportunities and options for Portland offensively, and it looks like the Lakers, if it's not LeBron and Anthony Davis, they've got to work so hard to try and generate offense. Danny Green signed a two-year $30 million contract with the Lakers. Now, this wasn't like in 2011. It was this offseason. This is the guy that's not even in the discussion as potentially a number three on a given night? 
I, I mean, that means it's a bad sign, right? I mean, would we? I mean, Jones, you follow the Lakers really closely. Is it? common belief in Laker land that Danny Green was a bad signing? He's been real bad lately. Like that's that's been more the, lately. Yeah, that's that's been the overall feeling on Danny Green. Can't find his shot. He's supposed to be a three point specialist. I mean he was big for San Antonio in the finals. Oh, yeah. Hitting defense? Threes. Yeah, and, and his perimeter defense was really good and he can't find a basket. They're one of the worst three point shoot it's almost like I was thinking about this last night. It's almost like the Lakers this Lakers team would be a really good team about 10 to 12 years ago. In the mm. modern NBA, I just don't know that this works now to where you've got bigs, I mean, legitimate bigs that are hitting threes and the Lakers are hitting five in a game. Well, here's the part I don't understand. I'm RJ Bell straight out of Vegas. I get that it's hard to get th- shooters that also play good D. Because that's what you usually get, right? It's not a super talent. It wasn't a top draft choice, but... They work on that. Either they start with the D and they work on the three or vice versa, but they get good. The Lakers, forget defense. They don't even have shooters. And, I mean, you can go to the rec center and it's the, no, I get it. It's, it just seems like shooters are cheap these days. It's just can you get a shooter that can do something else? And I don't even like, – like a Steve Kerr back in the day, he couldn't do much else, but he could shoot, right? They don't have that. Yeah. It, I don't understand. Like, you know, it seems like they not only have a team from 15 years ago, it seems like they engineered it. They chose it. And Rondo. I yeah, I don't even think Portland played that great last night. I think they said after the game on TNT, 100 points in a win was the lowest amount of points they scored in a win all year long. So it's not like they lit it up like they normally do. They had 100 points and still the Lakers couldn't manufacture more. Portland shot 39% field goal percentage from the floor. Lakers 35. The game total, so over under how many points was expected to be scored in game one, 42 points under. (laughs) Under by 42. They would have put up 40 more. They would have almost gone over. How much would I have bet (laughs) on the Lakers to win this game if you told me Portland was only going to get 100 and the total was 232? Now, think about this. They have the index batting. Right. Mm -hmm. So the way that goes is every point over, let's say, in a total or under it goes, you might have one hundred dollars per point. Right. Yes. So in this case, you would have lost four thousand (laughs) dollars. Yes. Oh, that 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 would have been tough. I think Jonas is making the key point. The Blazers, the game one was the problem. If you looked at the line, what, six and a half it closed? Mm hmm. That was higher than the series price said it should have been. That implied, in my mind, they thought Portland would be tired in game one. You agree with it? Yes. That's what the market thought. Yes. The nine games in 16 days and having to play every, needing every game like blood, the market was saying, hey, Portland's going to be gassed. And literally, you know, inflated the line, maybe a point because of that. And they play poorly and they still win. What I don't understand, go ahead. No, no. Oh, what I don't understand is, what has changed? I know Bradley's not there. Okay, was he that? Because, Fez, you're taking a lot of bows right now. <laughs> when Bradley's... You nailed Avery Bradley being critical for guard play and for perimeter defense for the Lakers, yeah. 
Um, producer Matt, you want to go back about three weeks when he or four weeks when he said Avery Bradley does not move the needle. He's inconsequential. Yes, rewinding I, now. They, they <laughs> no, I don't. But, I don't think they lost that. Avery Bradley had nothing to do with that game last night and them losing. I mean, Avery Bradley's not gonna not gonna save the day offensively like they would need a third score to save the day. I just. I'm sorry. I don't buy the Avery Bradley stuff. No, I think fans. you're right. I think if anything, Jonas, what it's showing is there's multiple. There's a. I think Avery Brad. There will be multiple games in this playoffs. The Lakers lose. Uh, yeah, two games with because Bradley's not yeah, there. I don't. Fair enough. I think that could happen. Yeah. But this game wasn't that, and they lost for another reason. Yeah. Which seems to me what I don't understand is not watching them every game every night. What is different? Jonas, what is different about this team? Is it just that the backdrop or the shooting sight lines in this bubble are bad for them and they're just they haven't shot well now for nine games? I, I don't know. I, I here's the one thing that I, I've been curious about because LeBron alluded to this uh, I want to say about a week ago, maybe a week and a uh. half ago, when he said something along the lines of, you know, there's just, you know, stuff going on. I don't want to talk about it with this team right now, uh, that they aren't in a good place. And that was brought up. And then he's brought up multiple times, a couple times how the bubble is just different. It's different and, there. And that was my question. Did he talk about the team or did he talk about the situation in the bubble? Because that's what I heard. Did he also say something about the team? Yeah, he said something about the team as well, too. Uh, well, listen, Let's. we know one thing. <laughs> LeBron knows how to work the judges. And you know who the judges are? Are the media people. Colin Cowherd, the big names in media, Stephen A. Smith. Those are the judges. And as long as he gives them ammunition, you know, hey, this bubble was something different. There's, the, listen, here's what you can know for sure. When Andrew Luck is being celebrated as some great prediction, you know that, that we're now in an Orwellian 1984-type reality in which you can just say anything and just keep saying it, and seemingly some people are going to believe it. Andrew Luck came in as the most celebrated quarterback since John Elway. He never made a Super Bowl. He did not exceed. He was not above expectations. He was below them. Andrew Luck played quarterback better than I ever could. Andrew Luck had a better than average career. But considering expectations, he was a disappointment. All right, let's get to reality here. And I think we're in a situation. Well, Fez, listen, you've got the blood. I still think you're going to lose, but I'm questioning it. I mean, I had, I had the Lakers going to the finals. I think, I think this is just an old team. And remember, he was on that podcast. I think Richard Jefferson's podcast, yeah. maybe. Yeah. And he was talking about reconditioning. And you can mm. decondition and recondition. And when you're older, you fall out of shape faster, and it's harder to get back in shape. And remember, he spends like a million dollars a year with all his different contraptions, his tanks, his, you know. I think they just didn't have any way to maintain in a pandemic like he typically is, and maybe he's looking like he should at this age if he wasn't doing the million dollars a year of extra work, which give him credit for. Maybe he doesn't have that. And maybe Anthony Davis just has never 
had pressure on him, and he's feeling the pressure. Yeah, Anthony Davis, 21 points in the first half, got tight, only seven points in the second half, and he sure looks like he's being asked to do too much, RJ, defense and offensively. Well, if he doesn't do it, who's going to do it? LeBron's almost 40. I mean, his hairline's better than it was, but he's still almost <laughs> 40. When we come back, oh, man, the Milwaukee Bucks. History says they should win this thing. It doesn't look good. What's happening? That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will get an early preview of yet another playoff tilt happening here in just a few minutes from now. Jonas Knox, where were you 20 years ago? 20 years ago. Jesus, where was I? Uh, I think I was working at Toys R Us. So 2000, you were at Toys R Us? Yeah, I was working at Toys R Us. That's when Fox Radio started. Yeah. 20 years ago. Fez, you had the exact same color hair somehow. No one can understand it. <laughs> a little more natural. It was shoe polish then. It was shoe polish now. But no gray. I, I really think everyone is self-seemingly in corporate media and any kind of like, oh, they figured out about 10 years ago, tout yourself, go over the top, humbleness doesn't win. So you get a lot of people touting themselves, their network, whatever. I think what that does, it ruins it when it's genuine. And I think if you listen to this show, I th- in fact, I know, you know I'm saying what I believe because most of the time what I say doesn't serve me well in a lot of ways, but it's the truth, at least as I see it, so that's what I say. Fox is different when it comes to radio. Fox Sports Radio is different. And you know why? Because they love radio. Like, that is simple to say, but think about it. You know, I don't, I, listen. I've done a ton of things with ESPN over the years. I did Stephen A. Smith's show for three years. He was great to me. I, you know, I got nothing against them. They just changed their entire radio lineup. It seemed I don't think one person's left than it was a week ago. I, I'm not sure, but I think maybe one's left. It's like, how can you like what you had a week ago and change everything? Right? It's like it's one thing if you break out with a girl, you get separate from your wife, but if you change your whole life, your hair's different, your car's different, you're in another part of the you probably didn't like your life too much before. So I like that they seem to be running scared and twenty years Fox Sports Radio has been in business and I thought it was worth saying that to me, in this time, quite frankly, the radio, terrestrial radio over the air is not the business it was. It's, it, the money's not flowing like it did when Jonas was at Toys R Us. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, not chitsy. I haven't seen... Now, I don't ask for much. I can't lie. But, I mean, I buy all my own equipment in our studio. I'm not saying they should, but I'm saying they're... But I don't think they've told me no on a dollar thing once. And to do that in this economy or not that the economy oh, I guess it is bad with the pandemic but in this radio reality I you know impressive and and I would say you're listening now you must be a fan just think about what FSR is doing compared to everyone else and Jonas I think I'd like to hear your quick thoughts I think we should be proud 
Yeah, it's uh, the best place I ever worked. Uh, best, better than Toys R Us. Is it, even better than Toys R Us, believe it or not. Uh, better than Chuck E. Cheese too. Best, <laughs> best management uh, I, I've ever worked for, and just the best collection of people. And it's it's not even just the people that are on the air; it's the people behind the scenes, and it's what I value maybe as much as I do getting to do the work. It's getting to have relationships with guys like John Ramos, who I consider a friend, who I've worked with in the same studio for years and years, who's on this show. It's those people that make up Augusto, who does um, all the the office cleaning and the maintenance work and things like that. He's just a great guy, great human being. It's those people that that I value as much as I do anybody else at the network, and they're all all a part of this big family. So I think it's awesome. And amazingly, J- there's John Ramos and there's John Ramos. I'm yes. a fan of both of them. <laughs> I, so. I love them both. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you can listen on those. 225 stations and just go to foxsportsradio.com and you can see which station is nearest to you or if you're going on vacation whatever now in las vegas excessive heat warning 112 degrees on the strip the neon is surging surging so rj tipping off here momentarily from the bubble in orlando it is game two between the 76ers and the celtics and right now it is the boston celtics a four and a half point favorite on pregame.com okay so first off this these games tip like at 42 so we're fine let's give our picks (laughs) i like this game you know, shop for this, McKenzie, because I want a decent number. Give me a, a decent money line on the Sixers. I'm going to play a small bet. I'm not going to make it a best bet, but I'm betting it. Money line, Sixers. Plus 170. Plus 170, I'll take. Here's why. There's no team whose baseline performance versus their motivated performance will upgrade more than Philadelphia's. Why? Because they don't try consistently hard, it seems, and be at the forefront of that. They got, you know, if they don't try hard this game, what are they going to do? I think you're going to get a monster from Embiid. I don't think, and thus, if it is that, I'd rather take the jumbo payoff than the couple of points, right? I think Philly could I would love to get Philly minus nine and a half and get like a super jumbo, mm. right? You can't, you know, you want to offer. With, work with Utah today, huh? And that's the thing. I think there's high variance in these games, and we've seen that to some degree. And I think in this case, that's why I'm playing the money line. And the price, though, is not what I had hoped. And it really brings up the zigzag. But, Fez, let's get your opinion on the game first in case people want to play it. What do you like? Do you like my Sixers? I do. I'm disappointed in the line, RJ, because game, game one, the line was six and a half, and now it's only four and a half. So it looks like the market has made the proper adjustment. Now, this is the zigzag, and it's going to take me a minute or two. Do you have anything else in the game? Any props? Anything at all? No prop. All right. So we will say zigzag. 222 and a half times during these playoffs. Do you ever remember the old show Room 222? No. That was on before I even was a kid, but it was on syndication. It was something about a school. I don't even remember. Room 222. Yeah. Okay. Like 1973 TV. <laughs> you know, I love, you know, the Gormans used to have this spot, or this was one of their hours. And, uh, did you get to know them? They were always remote, right, Jonas? Excuse me. They were based out of Nashville and two of the best dudes to ever work here. I oh, my gosh. Yeah, Jeffrey uh, and Steve were awesome. 
awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, the crazy thing was when this all was going down and the transition was happening, you know, unfortunately, you know, my grandfather passed away, like right in that time period. And, you know, Steve had just gotten the news, you know, the, they did their, I think they had five good years. And um, he calls me up first time. I mean, we had done segments for years. He was always friendly, but he calls, had somehow got my number. So I heard your, you know, and it's like this, you know, it, it's like, it's, 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 some people won't be good even in good times, but the, the dude who's good in, in a tough time for him I mean, I, A plus both of them. I agree 100% yeah, awesome, on that. Awesome people. But the reason I bring it up is we used to do like five minutes on Dallas. Every every segment, we're talking about, like they do, Jeffrey would do trivia, like how many acres was South Fork? It's like, you know, it's not my show, but I'm not sure this is the best topic, but <laughs> you know, I, I enjoyed it. But <laughs> so the zigzag is the following. If a team loses they get extra motivated the next game. Because if you lose two in a row, it's tough in a seven-game series. And the assumption is the team that won gets a little lackadaisical. Oh, we're fine. We're good. And the next level of the zigzag is the team that lost is trying to change the game plan. we got to do something different here. Yes. Go ahead. Talk about that. Yes. And the team that won, hey, what we're doing works, so we're just going to go. Status quo. Status quo. So the Mots. team. Mots. More of the same. So the team that lost is the team that can make the effective adjustment, which benefits them. And that, throughout a series, one team zigging, the other team zagging, is why these seven-game series is, can be so interesting and coaching is so important. But think about this, guys. Last thing. The Celtics were laying six and a half. Same venue, right? I mean, obviously, Hayward out. How much do you value him? Half a point. So maybe the line should have been down a half a point. But don't you upgrade Boston by maybe a half because they covered? You could say maybe. So in general, if a team plays, they win, they cover, the next game you would expect the line goes up. It went from six and a half to four and a half. You cannot bet the NBA, you can't be a fan of NBA playoffs and not understand the zigzag because it makes no other sense why a team literally that won and covered has a line that's two points less the next game with everything else equal except one half point player. But okay, the zigzag is usually a point, point and a half. Yeah, exactly. And it really is counterintuitive that the team that does well gets downgraded, but just for one game. So, Jonas, as a the resident fan on the show, does that make, I mean, would you, before you heard about the zigzag, would you say, wait a minute, this team won and now they're cheaper? Like, how did you think about that? I, I just think that people look at this as, oh, well, you know, Philly's not as bad as they were in game one. So, of course, they're going to bounce back. So, you would think if these teams are that evenly matched, up that it would feel more like a Philly game in game two, even though they lost game one. I think that's probably why a lot of people look at game two and have been so bullish on, oh, hammer the Lakers and the Bucks in game two. They're going to come out strong because of that. Well, you know, they had a rough outing, but law of averages are going to figure it out. Yeah, but and I'm not saying you're saying this, but the idea of regression to the mean in one right. game is absurd. Like you don't even need to know math <laughs> to know that, right? I'm due. It's like no, you're not. You haven't brought a. You didn't get a date for the last 30 Fridays. You're not due. <laughs> you're not, you're just, I mean, fast. You were due. Hey, let's <laughs> I mean, not get personal. I'm R.J. Val. He's Steve Fazek, straight out of Vegas. 
Houston won, and they went again. The market said zigzag, schmidzag. It's a shocker what happened to this line. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. Pointed question, Jonas Knox. The Big Ten commissioner saying, there's a lot we don't know. That is an indictment of the NFL. It's an indictment of the other conferences. Yeah. They're saying we have the foresight and the vision and the intelligence and the discipline and the will to do this because we just have so many uncertainties. I don't think they think the NFL knows any more than they do because they could just call up and ask. So why doesn't someone ask him back? So you're saying Roger Goodell is risking people's lives for what? His, right? his, his own son plays at Mississippi State. And oh, that's he, funny. And he was on the record a couple of weeks ago saying that he would be okay if his son played college football. It doesn't make wow. any sense. Wow, let's sense. think about that. Because you can see sometimes they try to get you. So I could see the point if he truly believes it's best for the players not to play, that he has to let his son do his thing, though he would choose otherwise for him. But he gets to decide with this group of kids, and does he? I yeah, because it wouldn't make sense if he could decide he would wouldn't overrule his son. I think he would, but he's maybe saying he would. So that that's a great stat. I had, I mean, or a great factoid. Fence, you remember you used to say factoid. <laughs> huh? Is that is a good one? It's just the sanctimony. If the guy just said, it, I tell you right now. One of the things Trump does really well is he just says when it's a painful something. Now, listen, sometimes he'll be off in Trump land, no doubt. But sometimes he's just, uh, you know, when they asked him about his taxes during the 16 election, they go, boy, you you tried to manipulate the tax system. He goes, of course I did. <laughs> he goes, everyone tries to pay the least taxes. You follow the everyone said, you know, he's right. Like, who, who's going to say, you know, I try to pay more taxes. If this commissioner had just said, first of all, he should be addressing his kid thing every time he answers a question, just so he doesn't get these gushes like this, right? But he should say, listen, we're dealing with life and death, and money's important. And I'm not saying that 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 would be a good answer, but at least everyone could say, yeah, you know, you could see him coming down on this side. This makes it seem like that anyone doing something else is somehow malicious, or not even malicious, it's um, negligent. The impl- I mean, wouldn't you say, Steve, that the, the tone of that comment is, if you do anything but this, it's out of ignorance and it's neglect. Yes, and I almost feel like a poker player. It feels like he's getting pot committed here, where he feels well, like I can't... more than pot committed. Yeah, I say can't... we will not revisit it. Exactly, and why not be flexible and look well, at the data? If you know you're not going to change, mm. you can't let people think you're going to change because it disappoints them again. Sure. So if you know it's a no, you got to stick to the no. Alright, when we come back, we're going to talk about that Houston Rockets line... It's a shocker. It really is. The zigzag does not apply for some reason. And we got our preview, team number 16. Indianapolis Colts. 
coming up. That's coming up next, but first straight out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone is America's number one battery destination. No matter what battery problems you're dealing with, you can find your battery solution at AutoZone. Next time you're having starting trouble, start at AutoZone. America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. So, R.J., the Houston Rockets are up one nothing in their series over the Oklahoma City Thunder. No Russell Westbrook, no problem. 123-108 was the final last night. Okay. Zigzag. We explained it. Team loses. Oklahoma City lost. Okay. We expect them to do better. OKC was a one and a half. Point? One point. One point favorite. You would think two, two and a half. Instead, Houston by two and a half. This is about four points, Fez, off of where the typical zigzag would put it. Do you agree that's the count? Yes. What's going on? I don't know, RJ, and that scares me because normally when a line is this far off from what I expect, I can pinpoint what is going on, and I cannot in this case. Hmm. On the season, these are Russell Westbrook's stats. Overall, they're minus one point, the Rockets are, compared to the other times when Westbrook is on the floor. So, literally, the offense is four points worse. The defense is three points better. Net-net, minus one. Now, the market didn't believe it. You know, market said, oh, big – you have, what, three and a half points? Three and a half points. And the market agreed with, with my numbers. That's what the adjustment was. Jeez, you see how defensive – oh, the, the market <laughs> didn't agree with me, me. Okay, okay. But now – Maybe, I don't know, maybe they saw it one more time. I do know sometimes when a guy's not off the floor that much, we saw it with Steph Curry and Durant, it's easy to pick up the slack for a game or two. It's hard for seven games and seven more. Westbrook's key, I think, but in short spurts, I don't know if he is. The market now is saying we're reevaluating what his absence means. It pretty much doesn't mean anything, because if you think Westbrook's three and a half and this line's four points different than we thought, they're saying forget Westbrook. Yeah. And look at Houston now in the series. They're up to minus 360. They were minus 160, one win in a, in a close to pick em game, and Houston's minus 360. Jonas, fans' perspective, what do you think is going on with Westbrook? The market reaction. I think that people look at Oklahoma City as maybe not being as strong of a team as as you would expect. I, I think Oklahoma City is a tad bit overrated. I think they've overachieved for this season, which is why Chris Paul is getting a lot of the love that he's getting. Uh, I loved Houston in this series. I still like Houston a lot in this series. Obviously. Oh, did you see the little dig he made at me? Because that was a series he disagreed <laughs> on. I mean, he, he doesn't. You didn't think that was getting by me, did you, Jonas? <laughs> I mean, I, I thought give you him credit. It was he's very, subtle. It was he's subtle. Subtle. Not like but me. I saw his eyes perk. Yeah. Yeah, right, I saw. Right. I tell you this, I would agree with the following, then we'll get to the NFL. A team that plays hard almost every game in the regular season usually struggles in the playoffs. Why? Because everyone steps up the game in the playoffs, their effort level, but the improvement a team that tries really hard has is less. People don't think of it. They just figure everyone ramps up their effort. 
OKC didn't have the headroom, the ceiling to go keep going higher because they play hard every game or almost every game. I think that could make Jonas's point. Fez, we got two and a half minutes. Who is team number six? Oh, the Colts. What's your pick on them? I like the Colts to go under nine wins. Under nine. What's the juice? Juice is minus 100. No juice. Don't have to pay any. And it's all about quarterback play here. Last year, the Colts won seven games, RJ. Now they're lined at nine. What's going on? Well, the feeling is that Phillip Rivers is a huge upgrade over Jacoby Brissett. Although I believe it is a slight upgrade, I think it's only a slight upgrade. If you look at the stats on both these quarterbacks last year. So we're going to look at the. Now, this is the question, right? Is Rivers now a sign that he finally got old and this is the new normal, if not worse? Or was it an aberration? Was it a fluke last year? Because if you look at the year before, Phillip Rivers is a Pro Bowl or all or Pro Bowl quarterback. Top 10 quarterback, exactly. Rivers is going to turn 39, did some research, football outsiders. To, reports, figure, out, to figure out that he turned 39? Well, that sc- <laughs> scouts are reporting he definitely lost arm strength last year. That's what my oh eye my test God, showed. Your me. eye test. Well, it agreed with my yeah, eye when test. When you're thrown from your back foot, falling back, <laughs> sometimes you don't get the zip on the it's ball. It's a good point. He's got a big upgrade in his O line, but I got to tell Tell you the wide receiver. Well, I think that's a key. You could make the case the Colts have the best O line in football, correct? Yeah, yes. And if you said, paint me a picture of Phillip Rivers having a great year, it would involve a great O line. Yes. So, whatever chance he has to succeed, it's going to be maxed here. I'm not so sure because the uh, wide receivers, T.Y. Hilton's turning 31. He was injured 31 last year. 31 now for a wide receiver? That's old. <laughs> well, and he was injured last so year So you're just going to well and act like it doesn't matter. Well, and it's just T.Y. Hilton. So they bring in Michael Pittman is, is a second-round draft pick. He's their number two wide receiver. Phillip Rivers does not exactly have great you know, wide receiver weapons. Jonas, here's what you know for sure. When, <laughs> when Fezzik is going to pro football focus and squinting and trying to figure out how good the fourth <laughs> receiver is, not a great handicap. One last thing. The Colts got unlucky last year. So you can't, whenever you say, oh, they lost these close games, blah, blah, blah. That's why I like the over. The Colts, how many games should they have won last they year? They were five and six last year. However, they did lose two games when Hoyer was quarterbacking, and you could make the case they should have won both of them, to make your, your points. Hoyer was awful. For? For the Colts. Okay. To me, if you look at Brissett, he might be the best backup quarterback in the, in the NFL right now, right? Yes, he and Andy Dalton. Yeah. So to me, I think the quarterback situation, they have a good chance to have a competent quarterback no matter what. You've got the under, though. AutoZone is America's number one battery destination. No matter what battery problems you're dealing with, you can find your battery solution at AutoZone. Next time you're having starting trouble, start at AutoZone. America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone, if you missed any of today's show, you can check out the podcast at FoxSportsRadio.com. We are back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas!